ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. Everybody is I. You all know you are you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all of them. And when they come into being, that's you coming. Yo, 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 beautiful people, how's it going? Hope you're all doing well wherever you are in the world. Just got back from a few days at the Lake District in the UK. Beautiful weather it's been here in the, over the last few days. Went with my best friend, James, who's been on the podcast. We went for a few nights of kayaking and sitting beside the lake and we had a beautiful fire one night. It was a really beautiful, magical night. I'm definitely going to talk about some of the things that went on there in the next up and coming observe my thoughts which will be definitely by the end of this week sometime and it's also great as well to see within the uk that a lot of people aren't social distancing <laughs> um a lot of, i don't think with especially with the weather being beautiful in the uk over the last couple of weeks i don't even think a nuclear bomb would stop people in the uk from going out in the sun Definitely not from the northeast of England, from where I'm from anyway. <laughs> we don't get to see the sun that much and um, I don't think anything's going to stop people getting going out and um, hanging out and going in the sun, that's for sure. So anyway, this week on the podcast is a conversation with Dr. Christine North- Northrup. She is a visionary pioneer in women's health with more than 30 years of clinical experience and a former assistant um, clinical professor at the University of Vermont College of Medicine. And she's also a three-time New New York Times bestseller author of Women's Bodies and Women's Wisdom. And in this podcast, we talk about how frequency has a truth and how it actually can actually empower us or depower us on a biological and a physical level. We talk about the awakening process and how awakening is happening now on the planet. We talk about how a huge rethinking of the medical system is happening on the planet and we also talk about innate intelligence innate and wisdom within us all and how it can help us shape our lives this really is a great podcast i this is actually going to be the last conversation that is really themed around what is going on on the planet now unless something major happens next week um sorry not next week in a few days time from now on Thursday, I will have a podcast out with Max Egan where we really dive into some spiritual elements, which is really cool conversation. So that'll be out in a few days' time. Like I said, it towards the end of the week, I'm also going to do an observe my thoughts because I've had so many interesting experiences that have been going on in my life and I really want to bring them to concepts to you, and some things that I've been vastly learning. And obviously they've been put sort of on the back burner over the last couple of weeks as I really wanted to just get some of these alternative perspectives about what was going on in the world. So all going to plan. If nothing major happens in the world, that's it for sure. I'm going to start racking out some conversations that, I, that I've wanted to talk talk about for quite a while now, but I've held them back a bit, especially when it comes to the bigger questions of life. There's some uh, topics and new concepts that I've been playing with and also guests that I want to bring to you 
so look out for that in the next couple of weeks anyway so this one is a great conversation and if you can guys check out the patreon page or the one-off donation option helps me just to keep doing what i'm doing and bringing you the most amazing conversations on the planet and that is all i ask of you anyway so i love you all and enjoy this conversation with dr christina Northrop. peace out Yeah, we'll, we'll just dive in now if you want. I was just going to say to start this off, I was going to say first off, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. And it's so great um, to see people out there speaking about these certain topics that's going on in the world now, being who, people who understand health and medicine right now, like yourself, and speaking up because, as you know, at times it can sort of feel like a lonely path. I mean, a lot of people who reach out to me, who listeners who listen to the podcast, all speak about how with all this sort of all this sort of things that's going on in the world right now, it's when, especially when you're questioning a lot of stuff and you, you see family members around you who are sort of still in the sort of the, are, are going, are sort of playing along with what we're being told sort of say. And it's, what's really interesting as well is that everything that we have been talking about and everyone in this community that's getting brought together now through podcasts and stuff. It's very interesting because everything, what we've been talking about for years is sort of being brought right to the surface now. And I know that you've spoke about this a few times in the conversations and other podcasts that you've done where you've spoke about how you believe that right now on the planet there is an awakening happening. And I definitely yeah. do feel that as well. Yes. Just to start this, I would love to see your thoughts around that on the awakening right now. And do you feel there is an upgrade of consciousness happening on the planet right now? Oh, absolutely. The, yeah. I want to give you a microcosm and a macrocosm of that. And uh, the microcosm is I talked to a friend today. Well, you know, we uh, did a voice memo on our, on our phones. <laughs> and, uh, and she said that in her family, she was always um, punished for eating chocolate. Or if there was a kind of a, you know, you shouldn't eat this, you shouldn't eat that. And then now as an adult, uh, she finds that when she eats chocolate, it's a way that her physiology punishes her. She's become aware in this lockdown of these patterns, and now she realizes it was never the chocolate, it was the punishing from the family. And so she's been able to change her body's reaction to that food and realize this food is not making her sick when she just has a little, it is her family pattern. And I believe that on a macrocosmic level, people like you and I are finding each other. There's that. But I wanted to read you something that I found uh, amazing. And this is uh, from an astrologer, Nick Hilton. The last time Pluto transited Capricorn as it is now was the American Revolution. The last time Uranus transited Taurus as it is now was the end of the Great Depression. And the last time Neptune transited Pisces as it is now was the abolition of slavery. Now that is in the United States. That points to the United States. The United States is in a Pluto return. Pluto is the, the um, rules the underworld and it's all about transformation. So we're in a pressure cooker now where the old world is going away. Now, maybe you can answer for me. I saw a, a little video that showed that the seal from Buckingham Palace was no longer there and that the palace guards had been replaced by Gurkhas. So we didn't have the, the guards with the big hats anymore at Buckingham Palace in the UK. 
and the queen hasn't been out for a long while. Um, uh, you know, it's very hard to tell what's going on there, but we do know that things are going on. Uh, we just had our president, Donald Trump, uh, say to the social media platforms that have been censoring, frankly, in my view, because I've been a holistic physician for decades, they've been censoring natural health remedies for decades and even killing doctors who were quite forthright in coming forth with safe and effective treatments. And the same is happening now. For instance, if you put something on YouTube where you want to extol the virtues of vitamin C, for instance, to kill viruses, um, that does not go along with the World Health Organization guidelines. Like, okay, um, why would you want to censor something as safe and effective as vitamin C or vitamin D or zinc or hydroxychloroquine? Why would we want to be doing this? And I, you know, my answer is that there's um, enormous pharmaceutical interests that have worked tirelessly to keep this information from people. In 1920, this is very well documented, John D. Rockefeller created the Flexner Report and through that uh, developed the word quack and then went after all the women's medical schools, the naturopathic medical schools, the homeopathic medical schools, anything that was natural and of the earth began to be vilified. And the only medicine that was considered rational was conventional medicine of drugs and surgery. And drugs and surgery are phenomenal if you are um, bleeding to death or in a car accident. They are absolutely ridiculous when you're trying to deal with a chronic degenerative disease. And at this point, 54% of our children in the United States have chronic disease, asthma, allergies, ADHD, eczema, all of this stuff. So we have to switch to medicine of the earth, what I call traditional medicine, the herbs, the, all of that sort of thing. And so we're rapidly, I think, coming to a time when the obsolete germ theory of disease, which is only partially true, needs to be replaced with a much more holistic, regenerative agriculture microbiome approach. Dr. Zach Bush works with Farmer's Footprint. He's an internist. You might have had him on the show. Oh, and he's, yes. Okay, but he says... When the soil is balanced with the right bacteria and so on, or just like when the gut is balanced and we have biodiversity, then the, the germs cannot become pathogenic. Like I know in my field of obstetrics and gynecology, when the reproductive system microbiome, when the environment of the reproductive system is off from too many antibiotics or whatever it is, then yeast overgrowth happens, then you get pathogenic bacteria. When the soil is balanced, the weeds don't take over, the insects don't take over. And so we need to get back to a balanced way of interacting with nature. And one of the nice things about this um, pandemic is the fact that the earth herself is getting a break. You know, the air in, in Los Angeles is apparently uh, very, very clean. And we've all seen the pictures of the lagoons in Venice, where the fish you can see down to the bottom and so on. So, uh, and then birds are everywhere. And uh, 
you know, I don't know what it's like in New York City, but it must be very odd, but nature must be very happy. <laughs> yeah, definitely some really great stuff. You said so many interesting areas I could take it. I just wanted to slightly mention when you when you started and you, you read out that passage of the different planets aligning up and stuff. What's yeah. really interesting about that is is that it's clear to see that when, when we look around on the planet, there is there is a sort of a, a lot of stuff happening on a physical level, but a lot of people don't really understand the the, the subtle effects that's that's boiling underneath the surface in terms of of the the deeper levels of consciousness that actually are emerging on the planet. I mean, when you mentioned the different planets that were lining up, I had um, a guy on the podcast a few weeks ago called uh, Carl Kalaman, and he basically breaks down in relation to what's happening now on the planet how ancient cultures in the past understood that us as a civilization, we go through different periods from um, many cultures call it different names, the Kala Yunga. Some yeah, people call yeah. it, I think the Mayans called it the, the Great Year. Uh, sorry, Plato called it the Great Year. And also the Mayans, I can't remember the name the Mayans called it anyway, but it's been um, pronounced throughout history that civilization goes through these stages where certain events happen on the planet and it makes, it forces people to sort of come face to face with things that they need to work on and raise the vibration on the planet. And it's interesting because you were speaking there about how all these different things are now coming to the surface. You know, people are sort of are reevaluating the lives. People are looking at, like you said, the, 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 the medical system now is, is really being brought to the forty, and people are actually reevaluating it and thinking, do we need this? Do we need that? So it's like, it's like, it's like sort of truth has a frequency and people are, are, are being pulled towards that. I love what you just said, that truth has a frequency. And this body of ours is a vessel that is designed to resonate with truth. Mm -hmm. However, there has been, and I know you know this from uh, for a long time, things like Project Mockingbird and the CIA and uh, mind control, where people have been told the same thing over and over and over and over on the mainstream media. And maybe you've seen those YouTube videos where they have people from different radio TV stations all over the world saying exactly the same thing because they're all on script to brainwash people. Just like we brainwashed people way back saying, you know, having a cigarette a day, more doctors recommend a cigarette than ever before. I, I saw another one today um, uh, from the 50s. I don't have flies on me because of DDT. And now we know that DDT was associated with the polio epidemic of the 1950s. And the vaccine for polio did not even come in until the epidemic was on the way out, which is the same thing with all of the vaccines. They came in after the epidemics were on the way out. And so you cannot say that these diseases are gone because of the vaccines. However, the belief system that the vaccine is keeping you safe was has been a very powerful, very powerful belief system, except in the United States in 1986. The vaccine manufacturers had so many people coming to them with injured children because of vaccines that the United States Congress gave them carte blanche, no liability whatsoever. You can make whatever you want and you will not be liable for any injury. So now we have what used to be one in 10,000 kids got autism, now it's one in 30. And if you add that up to the world population, that's 77 million people with autism. And we have absolutely no way to take care of them. 
I mean, look at the, the current narrative has been, we cannot overwhelm the hospitals, right? With this COVID thing. I, I have a doctor friend in London and she said the Florence Nightingale Hospital was shut down already. Um, so it's some very weird stuff, very weird stuff going on that doesn't, it doesn't pass logical thinking when you, when you try to bring logical thinking into it. But I would say this, it's the end of an old way of being. It's the beginning of a new way of being. And whether that's happening in your personal life, and I can assure you it is, mm -hmm. um, and also on the global scale, our job is to wake up to our power as individuals, wake up to our immunity, wake up to um, fifth dimensional living, which is heart-centered living. I'm certain that you've had people on talking about cardiac resonance, that when the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems are balanced, you get cardiac coherence, which sends out an electromagnetic wave out from you that affects uh, many, many people. And a person aligned with their heart is about a thousand times more powerful than a person who is stuck in anger and fear. So throughout all of this, I mean, it's interesting, right? Because you and I know things that the mainstream media simply isn't covering. And so there are times that, and especially if you have a family member who has completely got their head in the sand, it's very easy to get angry with them. And I think anger is good as a fuel. It's a good as a fuel to get you active with signing a petition or protesting peacefully or whatever it is. But we cannot stay in anger, we, it won't do anyone any, any good. So what I do when I go into a grocery store, especially if I see someone without a mask, I make special efforts to smile at them, maybe do an elbow bump, whatever. I, I realize that most people have been trained. They've been trained to be afraid of this virus. I, I'm not afraid of this virus at all. My 94-year-old mother is not afraid of this virus. As far as I can tell, my extended family hasn't done one minute of social distancing. There's a whole bunch of them in a little town where I grew up. And they're you know, doing, going about their lives the same way. Nobody is afraid of anything. And I'm certainly not either. And also many of us are quite certain that we've had it, that we already were infected. And as uh, Dolores Cahill says, the scientist from Ireland, this virus, the way it works is it goes through the planet and it was probably done by uh, March 21st. Um, but, you know, there's another agenda. I think we could call it the agenda of the deep state. And their agenda is to keep this going as long as they possibly can to control people. I love that. It's really interesting that you... Um... You mentioned there about going into the, the supermarket and stuff because that's that's something that I've been struggling with quite a bit actually in it not sort of not on a um not sort of calling out people and things like that, but just in my in my own internal dialogue when I see someone. I know. The, yeah, the instant sort of thing in my mind is just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? But then like you said, you need to sort of try and have compassion and understand that like you said, it was a really good point that you have to be aware that they have just been sort of they have just been brainwashing. It really, it really isn't their fault. Um, and it's just like, we all, we all have to, we all start somewhere on our journeys at one point. I, 
if probably about 10 years ago, I would have also been the same wearing a mask and things like that. So that's really important. And you, you mentioned something really before when, when to go back, when we we're talking about them, um, about the about different frequencies and things. I know in your work as well, you mentioned about how, how the immune system also has morals as well. Is that correct? What you, I think you yes. Said- yes. And this is the work of uh, Mario Martinez and the biocognitive Institute. And I loved what he said. And he'd worked with a bunch of Tibetan Buddhist monks. And he said many, many, many of them had diabetes. And they didn't, their diet and activity was not such that they should have diabetes. And then he found the, the problem. So let me explain it because it's really interesting. Okay, so the Tibetan monks are taught, as most monks are, to go right into loving kindness. Skip anger, go right into loving kindness. So in the Tibetan monks in particular, the Chinese came in, they raped their nuns, they killed off many of them, but the, the monks were you know, right into loving kindness. And Mario says what that does is it imbues your bloodstream with beta endorphin, which is a neurotransmitter that is a sort of a feel-good morphine-like substance. Sugar does the same thing, by the way. Sugar numbs pain. Alcohol numbs pain. It's a, it's a beta endorphin opioid situation. And so, but the problem is that the body won't let you get away with that. So uh, with this beta endorphin and you're sort of sugarcoating it, literally sugarcoating it, then the pancreas creates way more insulin. And as a result of this constant sugarcoating, sugarcoating, you get diabetes. Now, instead, what he says is, the immune system has morals. So when your innocence or the innocence of another has been threatened, then when you say something or you do something or you stand up to let people know this is not okay, then your immune system responds and improves. When you say nothing, that plummets your immunity. So he said in the case of the priests, of the, of the monks, all they would need to do is feel righteous anger at what was happening to their people. And then after the righteous anger, then you decide what you're going to do from there. But you don't stay in righteous anger and you don't stay in sugarcoating either. There's that, that thing, which I, I know your platform is about. It, it's not you know just whipping everyone into a frenzy. It's what do we do but we cannot have our head in the sand. And I believe that many spiritual leaders have been about, you just meditate seven hours a day, you just do loving kindness and everything will be fine. And I do think that there are those people, um, I follow Magenta Pixie out of London and she says, there are those people, she calls them crystal beings that are way too sensitive to get into what's really going on. So for them, gardening, meditating, being the healers they are is good. And then there's another type, the indigos. We're the ones, we've got to dig into it. We have to know what's going on. We're, and for people like you and me, this time has been, uh, talk about not only a great awakening, but we are fortunate enough to have created over the years a platform by which we can present information and then people choose it or not choose it it's up to them. But what I'm finding, and you may be finding as well, in my, uh, my daily Great Awakening thing that I just do on social media, more and more people are waking up. It's, 
I think I got really, I've been galvanized forever because of being a holistic physician and having natural remedies always questioned, always under attack. But if it was a drug, no problem. It could be the deadliest drug on the market. No problem that the doctor said to take this. But if I tell you, you know, vitamin C, um, a whole food diet, lie out in the sun, oh, you're a quack, okay? Um, but at this point, because I've been galvanized and also was involved in the vaccine mandate legislation in our state, I began to see how forces act under the surface. So for instance, we had a citizen referendum to restore informed consent and choice to our people instead of 69 mandated vaccines by the age of 18. If you wanted to go to daycare, private school, school, or many jobs. And I couldn't believe that people would sign up for this. And we had a citizens referendum and most people agreed with it. At the last minute, two huge pharmaceutical companies came in and spent almost a million dollars in the last two weeks of the campaign to push it down the throats of, of the people who were um, asleep. And the narrative is this, because we have the same narrative with this virus. And the narrative is, you must subject your child or yourself to 69 different injections, every one of which contains polysorbate 80, uh, heavy metals, the DNA from aborted fetuses, all kinds of toxins, formaldehyde, preservatives. You must have 69 of those to protect my immunocompromised child, even though there is no science to show this. Now, here's what we're getting. You must tank your business. You must give up everything you have worked for for the last 40 years to protect grandma. And if you don't wear a mask, you're killing grandma. And if you don't social distance, you're killing grandma. This is a giant social medical um, experiment that we have never consented to. And I think I just saw the latest figures. We have 40 million unemployed people in the United States, but this has affected the entire planet. You've got to really ask yourself, how did that happen? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. You mentioned something very interesting. I want to go back to the earlier earlier point you made, and when you before you started speaking, when you were speaking about how well it made us it made us raise. I tried to remember in my head because I had a question that came from it. But you were basically talking about how the different approaches to awakening. How, for example, you like you said that that there are different types of um, people. Certain people have different yeah. type of characteristics to sort of yeah. to, to push their awakening from their own their own perspective, sort of say. And it's really interesting because it's actually a question that I've asked myself what you were saying because over the last sort of um, over the last, especially over the last one year through doing this this podcast, it's. Um, I mean, I've been doing the, doing the podcast for four years, but over the last year in particular, doing the podcast, I've felt my own levels of consciousness change within myself, and I've gone through different levels of awakening within me in myself. But at the same time, over the last couple of months, which with what's been going on, on the planet. I've sort of had to jump back into the sort of the vortex of um, highlighting all the different agendas that, that that has been happening. Even though many years ago I was I was talking about this when I first started the podcast, but I would love to ask you how did you how do you manage that balance with, within yourself? Because you slightly mentioned it there when you were speaking, 
with sort of understanding that um, sort of the importance of, because there's an importance of keeping your own frequency in balance. Yes. But, but at the same time with the work that we do, you have to sort of give a bit of yourself away to sort of expose the darkness on the planet to help people. And it's quite a, it's quite a challenging thing. It's something that I'm still trying to figure out myself. I, I just would love to know how you sort of, what's your views on that and how are you um, finding your way through that? Okay, well, I'm very fortunate in that my immediate family, my daughters, uh, my son-in-law, and uh, my um, Pilates teacher, the, uh, the people that I work closest with, we are all on the same page. And I know that this is not true for many people. We also have a group we meet every single weekend of light workers, people who are musicians, people who do Akashic record readings, some doctors, uh, some farmers, and we all get together every weekend and we meditate together. And then we share the different YouTube videos or so on that we think everyone needs to know. And so we do it that way. Now on my personal Facebook page, what's interesting is I have uh, not that many people on that page. I have many on the big community page. And when I am attacked more and more and more, um, I'm finding that if it's an outright attack, so here's, here's the way it goes with an attack. Um, you should be ashamed of yourself. You're putting people at risk. You're killing grandma. Are you a real doctor? Um, and these are just sort of, um, they're like programs in people's heads. And it's always shocking to me when I know the person. So I just had this happen over on my personal Facebook page. And it was about giving some data on wearing masks and the fact that masks are immunosuppressants. And in certain people, they're really uh, very dangerous to be wearing all the time and all day long. And this guy just went off. So you mean, and you're this and that. And I, and I literally underneath the comment, I said, Sam, it's me. I love you. Like, hey. And another guy who started to do that, I, you know, I have a lot of um, tango dancer friends. And uh, I said, I'll tell you what we can disagree on this, but you will never be able to stop me from loving you. And so I think what you do when someone wants to try a tug of war in your personal life, like right in your kitchen, when they want to start a tug of war, you just drop the rope. You just drop the rope. Like I won't, I, I'm not going to fight with you. However, however, what I have found, and I think this is part of the great awakening, Many friendships are just falling away. They're just falling away. You know, I'm, I'm not giving them any attention. I'm not, and we, and I don't spend any time trying to convince anyone of anything. I have all the data, of course, and I post it on my Facebook page and in my e-letter. So we have the studies, we have the data, but here's what I will tell you as a doctor. You can find data and a study to support any thing you want. So we always say, well, where's the science? And what you notice is the mainstream media always goes, I'm for science. Yeah, and you've censored every other bit of science that didn't go along with that agenda. Now, once you know that, and I've known it forever, then you're not surprised about what's happening. But on the other hand, I will not allow myself to go into anger or rage 
or fear or fear, the lowest vibration we can have, the one that brings us down to where we can be manipulated and where we get sick is fear, is fear. Really good points there. And there's so many different things that I wanted to try. I'm going to try and wrap my mind to touch on, but it's really interesting when you were speaking about the sense of sort of when somebody is trying to confront you and you use the analogy of saying dropping the rope. I thought that was really beautiful because I, I had an example of that the other day, just like very similar to yourself with putting information out there on the internet, you do come under a lot of sort of um, attacks, sort of say. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it, is, it, is very cha- it is challenging at times because at times as well, that whole process for me feels like it's actually being set up in a way to actually teach me something. Yes, yes. It really does feel true. like that. Um, yeah. What was I going to yeah. say again about the? Oh, yeah. And I had an example where I actually like used like the metaphor, used, I like that metaphor where you said drop on the rope. But when I actually did that and I didn't, I didn't actually engage in the conversation, like you said, I just showed compassion and love to the person and I just sort of stepped myself away from the conversation. I actually, it was sort of like a different interaction. It was like a cleaner energy because sometimes, as you know, these, just like what's going on on the planet now, this, this fear frequency that is being put out by certain people to try and pull you into it. It seems like there is also a test within our own personal lives that is coming up amongst this that is actually trying to, to try and attempt, like sort of not maybe, yeah, maybe challenge us to try and recognize them um, aspects where we do in every single aspect and every moment in our life where we have to, like you said, drop the rope and, and because it is a cleaner, it is a cleaner energy. Does that make sense? It's like a cleaner oh, it, energy. I, no, it? It, no, it really, truly, it yeah. truly is, but it's kind of, so I look at myself and I have my North node on the 10th house in Aries. So I'm a warrior by nature and I'll, I always will be, and I can't help it. I, I'm uh, practical and a warrior. So I want people to know the information. And I'm always astounded when I put out just good information where people attack it or attack me for putting out the information. I'm all, every single time, every time I'm shocked by it, every time, because I'm also, like you, highly sensitive. And I really care about the planet and I really care about people. The, the good news is at the stage I am now, I am more myself than I've ever been because for years I had to fit into a medical practice. I had to fit into a marriage. I had to fit into all these things where I was trying to be diplomatic, but never truly came out and spoke my truth. Now for many of us and me in particular, the noose is off. It's off. I'm not working in a hospital. I'm not working in a clinic, but I have years and years and years of being in the operating room, of being in the delivery room, of uh, all of that stuff. So I know what goes on, but I'm free to say what I know to be true. And this is a biggie. I'm not afraid to die. I'm just not. And Zach Bush points out that that is the crux of all of this, is people are afraid to die. And therefore, we've done things that are worse. We have allowed women to give birth alone. Um, people cannot say goodbye to their loved ones. I had a friend who went to the nursing home to say goodbye to her father. There was a plexiglass wall between her and her father. She couldn't hold his hand. What are we doing in these two great moments, these sacred moments of when you come into the planet and when you go off? These are holy moments, and we've made them sterile and solitary and lonely and this is when we most need our humanity and our community. And that all comes from the absolute fear of death. 
Yeah, definitely a really good point about death because even if we look at what's all the craziness that's craziness that's happening on right now on the planet, it is actually being forced by that by that aspect of death because, for example, we were so scared of death that we try to um we try to fight nature by putting vaccines in children and in ourselves. We try to put measures in place, for example, like what's happening now with the trying to stay away from people to protect ourselves and it all this madness now that is going on, on the planet is actually you're right it is a it is a it is a symptom of that that deeper that deeper um mythology within us all that we ask we are we don't know who we are so we're scared to die that's right that's right and if you i just posted a video this morning that a friend uh sent he's got a wonderful radio show called radio adagio where he plays beautiful music to highlight the points that he wants to make and the last video was of a uh chinese man on a street i believe in london and he had a sign and it said, I am not a virus. And he put a blindfold on and a mask. And then he stood there in the town square. And then just people went up and hugged him it, because that's what we need to do. We need to question every single thing that's keeping humans apart because we're much better together. But the agenda has been men against women, Christians against Jews. Jews against Muslims, black against white, Asians against whatever it is, well, any agenda that separates us in them versus us, Democrat versus Republican, I don't know what the conservative things are in, you know, in the UK, that's the wrong narrative. Because when we work together, and by the way, we're never going to be, we, we don't ever want to be on a planet where everyone thinks the same. That's just the movie Pleasantville. Who wants that? That's boring. But we can come together like a good medi uh, mediator in a divorce. A good mediator will take something from both sides and bring it together. And so no one gets their way in. And I think in the future, by the way, I think the heads of state in countries will be the best mediator not winner take all, either Republican or Democrat, the best mediator. That's what we have to, to get to. Yeah, definitely. I really love that. And it's, it's reminded of something that was really interesting because when I'm looking around at the planet now of all these different sort of these different things that are bubbling, bubbling at the surface and all these different, because there is like, like we've been talking through this podcast, there is sort of a, a little bit of a splitting of consciousness on the planet where we do have certain people who are waking up and people who aren't. But I remember, uh, I think it was Terence McKenna, and he said in this amazing talk, um, be somewhere on YouTube this anyway, and he said, this is what happens when, and this was, this was years ago, and it's very relevant now, and he says, this is what happens when a civilization is ready to walk amongst the stars. And, and I think what he meant by that is, is, I mean, initially when I heard that when I was a bit younger, I thought he meant sort of in the sense of going out and exploring space, which in, in terms of a physical device, which it could be that as well. But what I think feel now you meant by that statement was actually exploring inner space. And I feel like what's happening right now on the planet is, and all these things are bubbling at the surface, like, like you, the work that you're doing, reevaluating the medical system and everything that's bubbling up is actually preparing ready everyone for that, for the, for higher, for that higher consciousness. Yes, I absolutely agree. And I do believe there's going to be a certain percentage of people who will stay home in fear until they die. I, yeah. I, just, I just know. And so I think that what we have to do as uh, empaths, as light workers, we send them love, but we also have to know that divine love 
is a toxin to toxic people. It's a toxin. They won't like you. I mean, the brighter you shine, the, well, I call them energy vampires, really, um, the more toxic it is to them, just like with all the mythologic stuff we have coming out about vampires, which I find fascinating. Uh, you know, True Blood and uh, Twilight and all that. The vampires don't want to be in the sun. The sun exposes them. And the sun, the light is getting very light. So the dark is getting darker. And I believe there's um, forces that have worked behind the scenes for centuries to keep humanity enslaved. And now those are those are going away. But they're first being exposed so that you can see what they've been doing all these years. I mean, I remember way back when I was doing a lot of surgery and I had a patient come in and she had, she worked at a big insurance company. She said, I was literally told to lose the arthroscopy insurance claims every other Tuesday. I mean, literally, the, and she was told um, healthcare finance through inconvenience, healthcare budgeting through inconvenience to make the doctor resubmit. Oh, we never got the form. Oh, we never. That's just wrong. That's just criminal. And I think what we're going to see is increased transparency, businesses that work by transparency, um, integrity. That's what's going to come now because of what we said way back, right? The truth has a resonance. It has a frequency. And this body can tell what it is. Now, those of us who are healers have been for centuries taken in by energy vampires. They know exactly what you want to hear. And they make you feel like you're the only person in the room and they're very charismatic and they're often politicians. And uh, so we need to understand, we have to heal our own sense of uh, lack of self-esteem. So old soul empaths come in with uh, low self-esteem, um, like a, um, an ego that is fed by looking for things to improve about ourselves. And the energy vampires come in with an overinflated ego. I'm the best thing that was ever born. So we need to stop looking for things that are wrong with us and start seeing our light, seeing our goodness so that we become vampire proof. And I think also, and I, I don't know if you're seeing this, I certainly am, it's finally, finally, the uh, removal of celebrity culture. I, I, all the time in my career, people would say, well, you know, can you get some celebrity endorsements? It's like, I would rather have an endorsement from, you know, Sue down the street who was prevented from having a C-section by something she read that I wrote. That makes sense to me. Why would someone who um, is a movie star who's good at a script be more important than a regular person down the street? This celebrity culture to me is a reversal of values. It's like what's up is down and what's down is up. And I think we're, we're going to see a great reset with that, with that kind of situation. I love that. When you were speaking there about the sort of the, the reverse of values, it, it's clear to say that that has been bubbling over the years. You know, more people are, have been turning the backs on, on mainstream and stuff like that. But I think it tie, that also ties into the work that you've done with innate intelligence, because I know you've done a lot of work on that. And that's, it's a great topic to talk about, because I think the more that people do tune into that sort of that inner wisdom, which you talk about, 
um, more people can can sort of find that guidance to sort of to discard what doesn't serve them and what serves them in their life. Yes, that's exactly right. Okay, so there's a couple ways to access it. Possibly the easiest one is to train yourself to uh, you bring a question. First of all, you have to get calm. So you're never going to get the right answer when you're in a state of fear or anger. So the best way to get calm is to take a deep breath in through your nose. So we'll do that together. And out through your nose. And we'll just take another one in. And right there, the air is going right down to the lower lobes of the lung where the vagus nerve goes through the diaphragm. So it literally uh, nails in your rest and restore nervous system. So let's do another deep breath in. And out. Now, you want to bring up a question you have in your mind and make it a simple yes or no question. So you just ask yourself the question, okay. So the question I'm asking is, is this all going to turn out for the best for everybody? And I get, and then you just listen to the absolute first thing that comes into your head. And that's always the answer. But mm-hmm. when we start to overthink it, then it's not. Now, I've got, you know, um, if we had time, we could go into, that's the answer in your head. Now, you can take another deep breath and go into your heart and ask the same question. And you slow it way down. you got to get still. And then the final arbiter of truth, believe it or not, is the sacrum in the, behind the pelvis. So you just sort of rock back and forth with your sacrum, and that's always the tiebreaker. You ask yourself the question, then what, do your, what does your pelvis tell you? What does the, uh, the sacrum tell you, the first chakra there? And you literally can go right down, head, heart, and sacrum and ask the same question and see what is the first answer you get. And you can also use a pendulum. Um, But in time, what you're going to notice is as you go through your day, you'll get little flashes. And we have to pay attention. This should be the sixth sense, should be the first sense. Every little kid has it. And then we're talked out of it by the school system. Now, the innate intelligence comes through the body. It often comes as, as illness because that's the only way we'll listen. So, you know, in my writings, I tell you what goes where, you know, like the immune system is and the bones. That's wired in by our sense of safety and security and our sense of belonging. Well, right now, people's safety and security and sense of belonging is really shaky for many. Not for me, not for you. So to shore that up, you literally see your feet on the, on the earth, stand barefoot whenever you can. But imagine roots going down to the center of the earth, right down to the center of the earth, spread the roots out until you feel heavy. And then you'll be in touch with the innate intelligence of the earth, which, which is where your bones and blood came from in the first place. And that grounds you or hug a tree. You've got to get grounded. And then the innate intelligence that you've always had can come in, but you've got to develop it and you will never, ever, ever develop it by being addicted to the mainstream media. 
I love that. I think we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. A beautiful way to, to end it, really, because I think the most the most empowering thing we can do is is trusting ourselves, really, because I think when we the more that we trust in ourselves from that position, I mean, I know my own life personally, the more that I have um, tuned to my own innate intelligence and instead of trying to get validation from my own t- internal internal yeah. language instead of getting information from my external language the more that i do that the more that i start internalizing my happiness and internalizing all the things we should be instead of externalizing it there you go that's it right there that's where our power is yes yeah definitely thank you so much Be- beautiful podcast by the way thank you thank you so much thanks so much for listening to that podcast conversation there i thought that was a really cool one in my opinion really got into some really interesting stuff. I loved how when we were speaking about how truth has a frequency and Christine talked about how also how it can affect, if you're not in line with your truth, it can affect your body from a biological and a spiritual perspective. Really is interesting stuff anyway to say the least. If you can guys, check out the Patreon page or the one-off donation option. And like I said in the intro of this thing, this one is going to be the last conversation. Hopefully that is going to be talking about the latest, the the current situation that is sweeping the planet because I definitely think that we are at this emerging point already where it seems like um, we are going to get some normality back. I know there's there's going to be definitely a split of consciousness like we spoke about on this planet, but it definitely seems that there is a, just a majority of us who who does see through, see, see through this agenda and see through the bullshit. But anyway, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to get hitting home some hard topics and hard big conversations about some of the things that I've been working on and something some guests that I want to bring to you in regards to the biggest questions of life because I think that's what we all need to focus on really to really take us all out to take all our lives to that to that next level so that will unfold in the next few weeks and you're going to have some interesting conversations coming for sure anyway so if you can guys check out the patreon page as I said all the one-off donation option really helps me to keep doing what I'm doing and provides me a platform to keep bringing you this conscious movement in this community, which is the podcast. And that is all I'm going to say anyway. So just to play this conversation out, as I always do, this is a cool song that I actually found at the weekend at the Lake District. I always love finding new tunes. I'm sure you guys do as well. And this one is a really cool one. It is um, by an artist who I'm really loving at the moment called Xavier Rudd. He's got some really cool songs. And this song is called Keep It Simple. So anyway, enjoy this song, Keep It Simple by Xavier Rudd. And I will catch you in a few days' time where the podcast that is coming, you do not want to miss it. Trust us, it is a powerful one. So anyway, peace out. I love you all, wherever you are in the world, and keep seeking.
imprisoned by the mind and the fear of genocide Now be it Hitler, be it ISIS, be it Taliban Pick your crisis, domination of the nations Never thought about creation Outside to the middle, keep your eye on the prize and keep the messages alive. See, the prescription for the people is the chance to keep it equal. Keep the vibe in the tribe and keep them centered in their pride. Let's walk together hand in hand, my good friend. Bubble up slowly from the depths of what we've seen and what's being said.